This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. Today, we're going to talk all about standing out in the crowded online space. This is a fun topic to tear into and look at from an operations perspective because there's no shortage of people telling you how to do this, but no one is telling you that and coming from the same place as you, has the same vision as you, or the same resources that you do. So I'm going to share my journey of how I have stood out online over the past four years, and I'm also going to provide you some direction and some strategy to help you authentically stand out for your own place. Alrighty, before I begin, I want to remind you all that the wait list is open for my A-Team Accelerator, and this is a group experience tailored to business women who aren't at the place of hiring their own operations expert or director of operations. So instead of you having to hire too soon or possibly over-invest, I would rather you be in that role of operator in your business until you're truly ready to scale. I want to give you a little bit of a background on A-Team. A-Team stands for action, because that's how results take place. Accountability, because as a team of one or maybe up to three, it's so easy to veer off that path. And then accelerator, because that's exactly what happens when you have expert help and focus. This is my total jam. I really would love for you to join me. If you've laid the path and solidified a product or a service, and it's currently working and bringing in revenue, but you're still striving to pay yourself a little bit more, you are exactly at the place where operations in a business matter. So I'd invite you to hop into this upcoming round of A-Team to move your business forward in 2020. Join our waitlist and learn more at theopsauthority.com slash A-Team. Alrighty, one of the areas that we focus on in A-Team is visibility, which is essentially what getting seen and standing out online come to. So business is made up of three parts, one part product, one part visibility, and one part sales. They certainly are not equal, but all three have to work to create solvency in your business. Now keep this in mind as I share my journey of standing out online. When I started my business four years ago, I had promised myself a zero debt business. So that meant no borrowing from my savings, ourselves, the bank, our parents, no one. To this day, I still don't have any business debt and I may be a little bit proud of that. (laughs) But this meant that I had to create a product and sell it before I could leverage any income for visibility or even profit, honestly but also in the marketing space. And, you know, just like you, some products and services were easier, but I spent a fair amount of time testing at the very beginning. And this is exactly why persistence is the name of business. (laughs) I had to sell the product and to sell the product 
which at that time was a one-to-one service. Give me a little shout out if that's exactly how you started your business life, because that's how I went from corporate to entrepreneur. And here's how I did that. I networked in Facebook groups, and I did my best to go live on Facebook weekly. I say I did my best. (laughs) It was most oftentimes a failed attempt, but nonetheless, I did give it a good effort. And those two things required zero financial investment, but it did require a decent sized time investment. I commented and I shared in Facebook groups. I did hundreds of coffee chats and these coffee chats were so, so rich for me because they allowed me to feel connected and I never had to leave my house. This was a big difference from how I had initially networked in my corporate space. So doing this offline over Zoom was unbelievable to me. Through these conversations, I learned about other people's business structures. I learned a ton about business. I heard other people's pain points, and I connected personally to so, so many people. This created valuable, deep relationships that have allowed me to provide solutions to their problems. And then I was also finding that they were a referral source for me because we genuinely got to know each other both ways. So before long, I was being tagged on Facebook and Instagram for various different things. And because of this sometimes uncomfortable opportunity, because it's not always easy just to hop online. Sometimes I was exhausted from doing it. Sometimes I just didn't feel the energy, but Yes, it was uncomfortable, and yes, it did pay off. I was asked to share my smarts on online summits. I got to train in some really cool mastermind groups, and eventually I finally got to speak at events, which I never, ever, ever had on my horizon. So it was a really exciting time, and remember, this isn't the first two years of business. So I did not spend one shiny penny on visibility to that point. So even though I didn't spend a penny, I was also seen by so many, and I generated consistent $10,000 months. And the greatest piece here is that I was able to grow my business by investing time rather than money. And at the beginning of business, that's what I had. I didn't have a lot of extra capital, and all the money and income and profit that I had coming in needed to come back to my family because we were making a big shift from corporate to entrepreneurship. So now this is where the story changes. In year three, I was on 21 podcasts, I spoke on three stages, and every single one of those outlets asked me to participate. So I was not pitching anything at this point. And I still, actually, I'm, I'm still not pitching anything. But if I wouldn't have networked for free, I wouldn't have had one of those opportunities. And this is about the time when I began to travel to events for my work. It's also when I began spending money to be seen online. I didn't get paid for two of those three speaking gigs. So this meant that I had to invest my own money to travel. However, every event has always had a significant return. To this day, every single event where you can get toes to toes, nose to nose has always had a positive return for me. I had built enough in my business savings that I wasn't going to go into debt by going to these events, and I certainly wasn't flying first class, and I'm still not. I was conscious of the investment, but I still leveraged every opportunity. Another episode for another time, but I never go to a live event without having some key goals, key people that I want to connect with, and just practice that elevator pitch. So I'll come back and talk to you guys about that later, but definitely live events are magical, but they do require you to do more than just show up and have a good time. 
So I have been intentional with every single event. I connected with people that I had met online and I courageously connected with influencers. I don't really know if there were technical influencers, but that's what I called anybody who had a bigger following than me, right? (laughs) So this led to many multi-year client relationships and countless contacts through their contacts. It also led to masterminds, which are not only helpful sources of massive referral for me, but also just deep, deep relationships. During this time, my team and I got serious about our content strategy, so we produced a blog every single week and a weekly newsletter. That was all in year three. That brings us to today, which is year four in business, and getting seen comes in the form of paid speaking engagements, higher level masterminds, and being a true friend to my network and always giving more than I take. That's what visibility looks like for me today. All right, it's time for some honesty here. I did all of this without putting an emphasis on building my email list. I sure wish I would have focused some energy on that in my early years, but alas, we're focused now and we're addressing that. We've primarily done that this year in 2019 by adding Pinterest and paid advertising. So the greatest investment and return on my visibility has been with this podcast right here that you're listening to. And of course, there's an investment of time and money, but it so far has been financially profitable. It's brought me clients, it's secured paid speaking gigs, and honestly, it's just a joy to give. I'm a natural educator. It's what literally lights my heart up. And so I don't mind spilling my soul to even help just one person out there. So I wanted to take some time to walk through my journey of standing out online because it's really ordinary. I didn't, and I don't have an easy button to get in front of influencers. I cannot tell you the number of times that people come to me and say, how did you get in with all of these people? Guys, I just laid out the entire path. Just, I connected honestly with a lot of integrity and I served as much as I listened. I had to save, I had to make sacrifices, and I bootstrapped to get to this point. Different times in the journey allowed for different opportunities. Because visibility is critical for my business and likely yours, I've always held it as a really high priority in the top three of the seven. But what I want you to see is that I tested lots of things. And honestly, once we found something that worked, we operationalized it, which meant we had it running with more efficiency, smoothly to the point that it took less from us. And then we were able to add on top of that. So we've just adjusted like the number of times that we blogged in a month as our strategy has grown. So we used to, I used to put out a blog every single week and now it looks like we are doing about two a month. Some of the things we've completely removed because it didn't fit our current model. And I encourage you to do the exact same thing. Visibility and marketing are the only pieces of business that I personally cannot do alone. This may not be the same for you, so this is not a prescription. It's just the way I feel and the way I need to be supported. I know that I can create awesome products for my clients. I know that I can create the best of offers or at least tweak the offers that I have. I can network and I can sell. And to get to this point, I had to scale my team. The reason I say this, I just want to give you a behind the scenes. Between these two assets that I call my team, they write my copy, they project manage me, they produce and manage my ads, they create graphics, they produce podcasts, blogs, they manage my social outlets, they know about SEO and engaging email subject lines, and those things I do not know. I'm just frankly 
I don't have time to invest in them. So I've leveraged experts to do that on my behalf. We're totally not done with this visibility journey. I still dream of having a YouTube channel, some media outlets or media coverage, bigger stages, affiliate relationships, and so much more. This is not my jam. So to scale, I needed key players to join forces with me to really help me in boosting this. Like I said at the beginning, I can totally get out there and sell my product and connect with people, but there is so much more to visibility than doing that. And so many times when I'm working with my clients, I can see that my clients have a really big vision of visibility, but visibility is just like a project. Once you start it, there's so much more than you would ever have imagined, even just putting out a blog. We talked about on episode 11, I believe, about just Esther and I working through the process of what we use to put out a blog post and a podcast. So you can see that they're very complex. But I'm hopeful that you can see that visibility is a key component to a successful and a thriving business. And you can absolutely do this on your own without a complex system or a bulky team. Over time, once you operationalize it, bring in that team to smooth some of these things out. And as with every single episode, I love to leave you with an ops activity that will move your business forward. I would like for you to identify where visibility, the strategic objective of visibility, ranks in your strategic objectives. Refer back to episode five if you need a little bit of a refresher on what those strategic objectives are. If you find that visibility lands in the top three of those seven, which it likely will for most of us, I would like you to create a list of all the ways that you are currently visible. I feel like we don't even know everything that we're doing to get visible. So some of those examples that people sometimes forget are the way that we leverage our social media platforms, our Facebook group participation, the opt-ins that we've created, being a guest on a podcast, sending out regular emails to your list. I can't tell you how many times people come back to me and say, you know what, I'm really not visible. I need to get more visible. And I'm thinking, wait, I met you online. I see your emails come through every week. So those are all ways that we are visible. Don't discount those. I would love for you to focus on those, get those really streamlined, maybe get some help with those so that you can then increase your visibility planning. So before we get too far into this, I want you to take a look at that list of all the things that you are currently doing to get visible and evaluate if these are doing good for you. I love to get nerdy with the data here because it is the best and an unemotional way to know if you're doing right or if you're being wasteful with time, money, or effort. None of those three things do we ever wanna give away. If you are not tracking your progress please start. It's at this point that you can really create a true visibility strategy by adding or optimizing the tactics that lead you to your one to three year vision. If the tactic doesn't get you where you want to be, then it's a hard no. Then you don't have to scale for it. You don't have to spend time on it. You don't have to put money into it. And if it does, and you have the bandwidth, create a plan, execute it, measure. I'd love for you to post your plan in our private Facebook group. You can sign up at theopsinsiders.com. That's where we continue the conversation every single week, and I'd love to see you in there. If you're feeling really stumped about visibility and you're really craving a visibility plan to get your business on the map, I again encourage you to join the A-Team waitlist at theopsauthority.com slash A-Team. 
In this group, we are going to spend one full month of creating your visibility plan and optimizing the one you currently have. All right, insiders, I appreciate you listening in this week on the ways that I've gotten seen and heard in the past four years. I hope this allows you to see the opportunity that exists for you and how many pieces of this are absolutely free and can still bring life-changing opportunities. Till next Wednesday. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.